Hello and welcome to Authentically Alongside. I'm your host, Sarah Nishimoto. And I'm Emily Kallenberg, coming alongside Sarah. This podcast exists as a way to encourage you in your walk with Jesus. We want to come alongside you authentically, sharing our lives and hope in Jesus. Welcome back to Authentically Alongside. I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. We are in the midst of a mini-series on seasons of our lives. First, we talked about seasons of loss and the importance of naming those losses and grieving them. In the last episode, we shared about how challenging but necessary seasons of waiting are. And in this episode, we want to explore seasons of cultivation. Mm -hmm. Although losses can be devastating and waiting can be hard, out of those losses, our eyes can be opened to areas of growth and development that can take place during a season of waiting. I have definitely experienced this in my life. While we wait for what's next or, or answers, God is preparing us for the next season, whether we realize it or not. Mm -hmm. So to deeper appreciate the season of cultivation, I did a little research on farming and gardening. (laughs) I was a little jealous because I'm usually the one that's like, I'm going to research my turn to geek out on something. (laughs) (laughs) Garden away. (laughs) In the world of agriculture, cultivation is the process of tilling or loosening the soil to prepare it for planting. It's often an essential method for maintaining soil health, preventing weed development, and encouraging crop growth. And if you're farming or gardening, when it's seasoned to cultivate the ground, you want to break up the soil so what's deep under the surface comes up and what's on the surface is moved deeper. Otherwise, you're just cultivating the surface layers and the soil beneath it is still unhealthy, untilled, hard, and full of weeds. So a season of cultivation in our lives isn't concerned with surface level changes or improvements. Mm -hmm. It's about that deep transformation so that lasting changes and improvements can take place and we can be healthy enough to produce fruit in our next season. As necessary as the deep work of cultivation can be and is, it is hard. Yes. And I love that idea of deep transformation and just like the picture I could see of cultivation. So because we don't want to just transform the outside, we want to transform our hearts and our minds too. Um, So I feel like the Pharisees were really good at transforming the outside without digging deep. And Jesus was really hard on them. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when I picture a farmer or gardener cultivating the earth, it's hard and it's messy. Um, So we've had a trampoline for a little while and it killed all of our grass. And my kids, like they do, destroyed the trampoline this summer. (laughs) Um, And so we took it apart and there was still just dirt underneath. Um, So we... I waited for the temperatures to cool and I wanted to plant some grass this fall so it could take before the winter, but the ground was hard and dry and I knew the ground would need to be broken for the seed to take. So I will note that I took the laziest approach possible (laughs) to get this done. I was, you know, I'm like, I have a couple hours before the kids get home. Beautiful day. I'm going to get this done. So I first used a rock rake and realized that that wasn't going to dig deep enough. So I then grabbed the hand tiller and was able to break it up a bit more. Um, But when I was done, uh, my shoes were caked in mud, my hands were sore, and my back ached the next day. Like, 
like we do because we're getting old. <laughs> we're not in our late 20s or early 30s right, anymore. <laughs> right. So, and this was just from like a half done job. Like I was trying to just like do what had to be done and hope that some of the grass would take. And a few weeks later, you know, we have grass <laughs> in most of the areas I planted. Um, but I can see the areas that I got lazy and I didn't fully prepare the ground. And yeah, so it's a little patchy, but we have grass. <laughs> but I could just like, as I was reading, like what you said about um, cultivation and gardening, I was just picturing this work that I was doing and that it's hard work. Mm-hmm. Like you have to really dig in because the ground is hard. It doesn't want yeah. Yeah. to be broken. Yeah. And when we go through the seasons of cultivation in our lives, it's also going to be messy and hard mm-hmm. and painful. Yeah. But it's important to do this hard work. We don't want to see areas in our lives where we got lazy or we didn't fully prepare the soil of our hearts for new growth. We need to address all areas of ourselves, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, so we can really care for our souls and ensure this process yields what it's meant to. We yeah. don't want patchy cultivation in our lives. Right, <laughs> like, right. Like we Emily's don't... patchy grass. <laughs> we might need to take a picture of my patchy grass we for should. all of you to <laughs> not don't, don't do this. <laughs> so I... Um, found this book I bought a while ago called Cultivate. It's by Laura Casey. And she provides a list of definitions for the word cultivate. Uh, So I'm going to share some of those with you. And I want you to just kind of think if any of these just kind of strike you as as we read through these. So uh, cultivate, to serve, nurture, nourish, prepare, encourage, improve, revive, pay attention, Foster growth, loosen and break up hard ground, and care for what you've been given. So sometimes we have seasons when we grow and learn and we feel like we're thriving. Uh, I especially picture this right after someone comes to know Christ and they're thirsty to learn more about what it means to be a Christ follower. But I feel like more often it requires that deep cultivation, some digging up of the old. And it's messy and sometimes it comes with deep hurt, loss, or waiting. Mm -hmm. And in these seasons, maybe most importantly, we learn to look to Jesus foremost and rely on him to pick up our broken pieces. So when we're dealing with loss in the midst of grief or are waiting for answers that seem unanswered, we often choose whether or not we have hope that God will pull us through. And I've learned that through my own hard seasons, that God will develop us either way. Uh, So sometimes, you know, sometimes we have hope, but other times I've had no hope Mm -hmm. and saw no way through. And I couldn't see God through the mess, but God still met me there. And I grew leaps and bounds through my brokenness. And sometimes when we fall and fail, we learn just as much as when we have faith to trust because God is still there and he's still faithful, whether we have faith or not. So why is it that God seems to use the hard seasons to grow us and change us? Sometimes I just wish it could be a little bit different. Yeah. It's not really very fun. It's not. Right. But when we fail uh, or walk through things that are really hard, we learn where change needs to happen. We can see what happens when we don't have boundaries 
When we fail, we can see where we found our value and identity in things other than God. And when I use the word fail here, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes it's just recognizing that it's time to move on to something different, Mm -hmm. but it can feel like failure. Mm -hmm. Um, I know God has met me at my lowest when I've had no faith, when I couldn't see hope, when I wanted to give up or numb out, and I couldn't face the hard things in my life. They just felt too hard. And it was easier to just watch Netflix. Like, <laughs> uh, But with help, God began to transform my life. Sometimes it felt like four steps forward followed by 10 steps back. But God began revealing things in my life that were keeping me stuck. I hate that feeling when you have taken so many steps forward, but then you feel uh, you encounter something that makes you feel like you've fallen back so far. Yeah. But really, in reality, we're all still making progress. We are all still moving forward, Mm -hmm. um, even when it feels like we aren't. Yeah. And I just want to note, too, that in hard, challenging seasons, it is hard. It's hard to be consistent with cultivation um it's easier to just numb out sometimes and it is just like i i'm done i'm tired and um but that's okay like if we if we do that for a little bit we just need to get back on track and be intentional um sometimes those hard seasons really i i think they really point out our need for change yeah and so um, the areas that we really see where we need to grow mm-hmm. and um, can kind of point out and look at, okay, this is an area that needs cultivated. Mm-hmm. And in these seasons of development and cultivation, it's important to be intentional. Mm-hmm. In the book, Your New Now, the author says, being intentional means we're going to do our best to make space, develop habits, research, or do whatever we need to do so that what needs to happen happens. So we can't just sit back and wait for our hearts, minds, and habits to change. We have to put in the hard work. Sometimes at work, we'll be going to counseling, Mm -hmm. reading lots of books, uh, researching about gardening, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, seeking input from trusted mentors, being intentional with our time, dedicating time to sit with Jesus so he can reveal that deeper soil that needs tending to, taking baby steps into new opportunities, learning a new skill, taking care of health concerns, being honest with ourselves and with Mm -hmm. friends, and the list goes on and on. And I love we kind of bringing back that idea of intentionality. Um, Something's going to grow in us at most times. Mm -hmm. And but we want to nurture and cultivate the things that we want to take root deep within us. And if we aren't intentional, it's easy for us to grow lots of weeds, lots of things. Um, I could tell so many stories about all the weeds that I have grown, both literally. <laughs> I will save you guys the my gardening uh, disasters, um, but also metaphorically, like weeds grow in our lives mm-hmm. if we don't intentionally foster the things that we want. Um, and as we walk into seasons of cultivation, it can be helpful to identify what it is we want to develop in our lives. Um, We can't change everything all at once um, and as much as we would like to, Mm -hmm. uh, but transformation takes place in like the little changes that we allow God to nourish. And I don't know about you, but when God is developing me and changes take place, I am so quick to expect perfection for myself. 
Um, I just jumped straight because to Because you're a perfectionist, recovering perfectionist. Yes. You're throwing me. <laughs> <laughs> Would never identify myself as a perfectionist. Um, but I want to do all the things. I want to learn all the things. But I need to remember that my job is to make space for God Mm -hmm. to make the changes that he knows that I will need. Um, I'm so prone to just want to jump in and be like, okay, God, I've got this. This is what I need to change. I'll work on that. But it really needs to be just continually looking to God and trusting that he knows what changes need to happen Mm -hmm. and that he's going to work those in me. Um, And he'll reveal, like, this is something I'm cultivating in you um, so that then... I can grab the books and listen to the podcast Mm -hmm. and talk Sarah's ear off about whatever (laughs) God's doing. When I think too, sometimes when we get to these seasons, we can look at what all needs to change and be overwhelmed. Yes. And it is important to take it like one change at a time and not try to tackle everything at once. Right. Um, Because sometimes we need to work on one thing first before we're able to really change Mm -hmm. the other because of how it impacts us. All the yes. way through. I, I completely agree. And I am so prone to want to just, yeah. I just want to be the transformed version of myself right now. Right. Let's get to it. And so without letting God do the hard work and myself, I mean, there's hard work involved for us too, mm-hmm. but I know like I've talked to people that um, want to make like a big change in their life. And they tell me like, I'm going to make all these changes. And then they tell me like, they're going to eat better and they're going to work out every morning and they're going to start doing a quiet time every day. And and I want to encourage these people because I'm like, these are great goals. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, it's like, if you try to make all these changes all at one time, you're going to get three days in, you're going to miss, you're going to mess up Mm -hmm. and you're going to feel like a failure and you're just going to give up on all of it. So we have to focus on those small little changes. But we also want to make sure that we're just walking in step with what God wants to mm-hmm. change in us. Yeah. And um, so in the same book that Sarah mentioned earlier by Nikki Koziars, is that how you say her name? I don't know. Um, I didn't know how to say it. So I just called her the author. Okay. Well, so I let you. I'll that. butcher it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she says, part of cultivation means that we learn to accept whatever assignment God gives. And sometimes these assignments don't look like we think they should. Um, And actually, probably most of the time, they don't look like Mm -hmm. we think they should. So it takes a lot of surrender also on our part to let God be God. Yeah. And that kind of reminds me of what we talked about in the last episode of like, this is the race set out for me today. Um, Even when it doesn't look like what we want it to look Mm -hmm. look like or what we think it should look like. Yeah. This is the race. And that's a choice we have to make each day. Yeah. And I know for me, something that God's been cultivating in me and I've been working on is really just learning to be a little bit more present in the moment. Mm -hmm. Because I do. I want to look to what's next all the time. But God has things for me today. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in me trying to prepare for you know, something bigger, I might miss the thing that I could be doing today in my, in my child's life or something that, that God's already presented an opportunity there that sometimes we miss because Mm -hmm. we're just so busy looking to what's next. Yeah. Or sometimes because we're so disappointed that what we're in right now isn't what we want it to be, that Mm -hmm. we just don't even look for things. Because yeah. we don't think that's significant. Right. It's probably a little bit yeah. like when I'm 
you know, trying to break up the ground to plant my grass. Mm -hmm. I really just want the grass to be there. Yeah. And I'm just annoyed that I'm dealing here with a big pile of dirt. So I'm like, I'll just do what I can. And we'll, you know, we'll see what it takes. But I really just want to move on to the next step. Mm -hmm. And, but there's that hard work that goes into it. Yeah. So when we do see these shifts and these changes and developments start to take place in our lives, we need to make time to reflect on and celebrate them. Uh, just last week, for me, I took a healthy leader assessment, and some of these questions were difficult to answer because I'm not necessarily mm -hmm. in a leadership role at this point overseeing a team, but there were some questions about healthy boundaries, taking time to process emotions, and prioritizing spiritual disciplines despite a busy schedule. And it was good for me to reflect on my previous role and then where I am now and see the development that has taken place. There were several questions that I answered in my head. I was like, well, I didn't used to, but I do now. Yeah. Um, so just kind of a reflection for me, I used to take on responsibilities because I saw a lot of my worth in being valuable or mm -hmm. useful. Now yeah. I can honestly assess my capacity and say no if I need to or if I want to. Yeah. I didn't always prioritize practicing spiritual disciplines that being with God instead of just doing for God, mm -hmm. but now I do. Instead of taking time to process my emotions in the past, I just stuffed them down because they weren't pretty and they, um, I felt like I needed to have everything together. But now I can bring to light what I'm actually feeling and take the time that I need to process it. Yeah. And that's such an important shift that God's making in your life. And I can see how God's preparing you for your next mm -hmm. season and whatever that leadership looks like. Um, whatever it is, you'll be a healthier, stronger leader because you've gone through this. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to see that in the moment yeah. because when your shoes are kicked in mud and your hands have blisters, right? Yeah. 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 It's hard to see that. Yeah. Um, but bit by bit, you know, we're becoming who we need to be for our next season. Yeah. So as we just kind of close out this episode, mm -hmm. um, let's go back and reflect on John 15, one through five. That says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes, and he prunes every branch that does produce fruit so that it will produce much more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I in you. Just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. Our father is the gardener. He removes what is no longer producing fruit. He, pr he prunes back what is producing mm -hmm. fruit so it can produce much more. Removing and pruning can hurt, but as we remain in him, our hearts will be cultivated to look more and more like Jesus. It reminds me, I know at the beginning of the year, you kind of had a word um, and that word was abide. And so as you were reading that verse, I just, um, you know, even in the challenging seasons, like it's been a challenging season, I know, but you've continued to abide in Christ and yeah. keep, you know, pursuing him and he's making awesome changes. And I think that's, that word just keeps coming back to mm -hmm. and so many different things and the being intentional and choosing to remain in him. So, yeah. Yes. Happy cultivation to our listeners. Yes. <laughs>
Thank you for joining us on this episode of Authentically Alongside. We hope this was an encouragement to you as we walk together towards Jesus.